Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. So on today's episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Manish Shekhar Das Gupta, who is a counseling psychologist and co-founder at Gulmohar Counseling and Experiential Learning Services. He works from a humanistic existential orientation, focusing on the existential concerns of one's life. He has also co-facilitated workshops, discussion, and support. Apart, apart from uh, psychology, he enjoys music, movies, driving, and reading. We're so so happy to have you on this episode, Manish. On today's episode of Yours Mentally, we'll be discussing gaming and mental health. So, Manish, my first question to you is: mm-hmm. What are your opinions on the effect of gaming on our mental health, and do you think that the positive effects are greater than the negative ones? Hmm. Thank you. That's a good question. Uh, a lot of research that has been done or is being done on the impact of gaming and mental health seems to be quite skewed. Uh, there's a lot of lack of data when you look at it. So if you were to look up research, there will be researchers that's telling you that okay, these are some positive impacts of gaming on mental health, and here these are some negative impacts of gaming on mental health. Uh, what we fail to perhaps understand or see as to why people get into the field of gaming, why do people start gaming, right? So you can't see gaming as a cause and then mental health as an effect, or mental health as a cause and then gaming as an effect of that. So what I mean by that, say if your mental health is bad, so you're feeling sad, depressed, or low, and that is why you start gaming, or uh, it could be other way around as well. Like you just you just want to game, and by the end result of it, you feel sad, low, or you feel happy, elated, all of that. It's a cycle, one linear causality as to what happened and what led to where. Having said that, uh, when you look at do the positive outcomes outweigh the negative outcomes? There isn't any, you know, straight or direct answer to that. Uh, some positive outcomes that research talks about is having connections when you have a lot of online gaming platforms that have come about, right? So a lot of people feel less lonely, more connected, more belongingness. Uh, there's a lot of cognitive benefits to gaming as well, such as you know, spatial intelligence, analytical planning, decision making. So when you're playing a game, right, and uh, say it's it's Call of Duty, you're playing Call of Duty Warzone and you need to plan strategically where to go. You need to you need to have a sharp mind. You need to have a sharp ear to note and hear footsteps as well, right? So those things in real life help you plan in advance as to to strategize better. On the other hand, uh, the negative outcomes uh, can be say extreme fatigue, addiction, uh, inability to do or perform other tasks, inability to maintain relationships beyond say the gaming field. So these are some of the negative consequences that can be about. Now to answer the question, does the positive outweigh the negative? You would have to look into the context of why someone is gaming. So if you pick one particular individual, that particular individual will experience both the positives and both the negatives. But you need to understand that individual in his particular context, what he is experiencing. And why did he start gaming in the first place? And that is when perhaps you might be able to say somewhat of an answer into is it better or is it not? It's look look at it. This is a continuum, and you keep on leaning uh, as a pendulum of sorts. Sometimes the positives outweigh the negatives, and then other times the negatives outweigh the positive as well. Again, I know this isn't a very straightforward or direct answer. Yes, the positives are better than the negative, but but it raises more questions as to. Okay, why do people game? You know, and 
which consequences are we focusing on more? And there's a lot of mixed research into this area as well. So I think that would be my answer to this question. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that did actually make quite a lot of sense to me. And I think it will make sense to everyone as well. So uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if we're talking about someone uh, playing video games, I see a form of escapism, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe they're not doing well in academics or uh, then they just play video games because it's something they're good at. So would mm-hmm. you say that that would be like, is, is gaming a positive thing in that case? Uh, then that would again go into defining how you are looking at the word positive and the word negative. If you're looking at the word positive is productivity, as we like to look at it, right? So when you said that, okay, they're doing bad in academics and what they found their forte to be is game, right? And they have fun, they feel fulfilled, they feel satisfied in life and they're good with that. You can look at that as positive. But if you were to look at it from a lens of productivity, right, and say getting a degree or getting a job, uh, all of that. So right now, the field of gaming has very high paying jobs, high paying professions as well. But if you were to look at it from a very, say, uh, straightforward, orthodoxical manner, then you would be like, okay, getting a degree, being productive, contributing something is, you know, something that's more positive. So again, would depend on how you are looking at the word positive and the word negative. But if you were to tell me, look at word positive and negative from a mental health lens, right? And let's say this person, this individual is doing bad at academics, is not so good socially, has a very bad life at home, all right, has a very dysfunctional family. And gaming is his escape. And let's not use the word escape, but try to use the word coping. He is coping through gaming. And that is helping him, at least in some manner, as a protective factor to continue living his life, to gain strength from gaming. Say so he goes to an online platform and has made a couple of friends and he feels belong there. And that is where he gains his strength from, right? And say after his game for two, three hours, he has to go to the dinner table to see his dysfunctional family shout. So in that regard, perhaps his gaming is good. He is gaining energy. He is coping through that. Right. But on the other hand, he's not doing well at academics at all. Uh, He has whatsoever of a chill family, you know, whatever a chill family looks like. Uh, And on the other hand, he doesn't want to be socially. He is just gaming. He doesn't want to talk at all to the people in the chat room. Uh, When he is gaming, he gets angry. After gaming also, he is very angry, he's very agitated, he's constantly only thinking about gaming. When he goes out with his friends and he's only thinking about gaming, then that might be a more negative connotation or the consequence of gaming, right? So again, we'll have to understand that individually or in a group of people, can't be very generalizable. So when you also talk about escapism and not doing well in academics, you could look at it from different lenses. And I just gave you a couple of lenses that we can look at escapism or rather coping here. Mm-hmm. Wow, that one hit hard personally, <laughs> and it hit hard. <laughs> so much pain. <laughs> oh, okay, so Manish, do you think friendships formed online on gaming platforms and you know, uh, yeah, are like long lasting? Are friendships formed offline long lasting? What we need to focus upon perhaps is the fact that uh, human relationships are nuanced, there are a more, more, lot more specifics and deeper understanding of human relationships, right? So say a friendship is formed between two, three people in an online platform because they have common understanding of a game and they love this game. So the mutuality of this game, the victory and the losses they share together is a bond that they're bonding, is a connection that they're bonding through. 
but at the same time these three people have very different views about the world right one reads philosophy and literature the other is a sports person and the other say is a dancer or is an athlete right and they have very different political leanings very different political views societal views will they then continue to bond right so when you look at gaming as a connection that starts off right that can be a starting point where two friends have met through an online gaming platform and they are very good friends because but at the same time how you know close are they otherwise as well outside of the gaming scene because there is more to a human relationship than gaming or there is more to a human relationship than say dance or football as well so say i have friends that i have played football since i was you know a child since i was a teenager since i was 10 11 years old and i have had the opportunity to be with friends with them for two decades now but that's not just because we bonded over football but that's also because we share a similar culture we share similar world views we like to have fun we like to do things together right that's not just playing football say going on trips together driving together so gaming can definitely be a starting point but for any friendship or any relationship rather to be a long lasting one there are many more nuances that can come about such as this like i mentioned yeah does, does this make so sense would you connect this to something mm-hmm. along the lines of online dating as well like you know the whole point uh, the whole thing about online dating is also that you know mm-hmm. you haven't met each other and Mm-hmm. and then some people mm-hmm. do say that physical intimacy is important in, in relationships and i i think i personally believe in mm-hmm. that as well mm-hmm. so do you think this is somewhat similar to that mm-hmm. oh can be in some ways yes because see when you talk about online dating that kind of becomes a different ball game altogether when you're talking about friendships from through gaming right you're talking about friendships mostly platonic ones when you're talking about online dating you're talking about romantic or sexual interests right so that becomes an entire different area altogether because when you're talking about bonding through gaming it could be boys or boys and girls or girls bonding over gaming right or trans people bonding over gaming right something that they enjoy and have fun it's a platonic thing but online dating has more in more needs right you know it's more about each other it's more about the sexual and the romantic needs right so that's a different area altogether that can be spoken about in great detail so there can be some connections being online being the medium here both of them are online but because the nature or the intention basically the intention in both of these cases is starkly different right the intention in the formal which is gaming is to game and play together the intention of joining tender or bumble is to you know meet someone for sexual pleasures or romantic to fulfill their romantic needs so very different intentions very different ends so can be understood differently you know, i mean struggling i'm struggling finding a girlfriend but anyways yeah, moving on about the covered okay so uh, <laughs> the drawbacks of gaming mm-hmm. on our physical health actually outweigh the benefits that it has on our mental health uh can't really compare again physical health and mental health here because sometimes say, if there are drawbacks on your physical health such as fatigue uh gaining weight uh exhaustion dizziness you know inability to exercise and all of that that ultimately has an impact on your mental health also so again both of them are not mutually exclusive they are very connected so if gaming is affecting your physical health to the point where like you know you're having difficulty doing basic tasks inability to run be fit then it will in turn actually impact your mental health later on as well 
and that goes the same for mental health as well if your mental health is being impacted through gaming it will end up impacting your physical health as well so say backache right as a physical pain can be both a sign of gaming for longer hours or can also be a sign of mental exhaustion or fatigue right so again causality is not linear here we can't pinpoint which is what and both of them affect each other so there is no outweighing the other here basically both of them are interconnected right. it makes a lot of sense especially i think uh, in, uh, to indian parents they should listen to this. they think that no physical health is everything mental health is nothing i think this should be heard by them anyways manish uh, i want to know do you think true hardcore like you know those hardcore gamers do you think they are introverts Uh, that would be a very reduction statement if i were to agree with that you know that okay people who are gaming all the time are introverts right uh, because see when people who are introverts extroverts right uh, it, it it is the conditions that make them so so no one is born an introvert or an extrovert it is looking at say if you had have had a very extroverted parent like you know your father or your mother are extroverts and you've grown up hanging out with your uncles and aunts which is basically your parents friends and all you might just also turn up to be an extrovert by just virtue of it or you also just might turn out to be an introvert because you feel like okay this isn't my cup of tea i like reading my books and i like being with myself right while on the other hand you might have introverted parents and become introvert because you haven't been exposed enough to say being people or not or at the same time you might be like no I actually want to be extrovert because you met schools or friends in your school and you like hanging out with them more right so that is we need to understand how people become introverts or extroverts it is the societal uh, life experiences basically that kind of push them towards that you know uh, influence them not push so when it comes to gaming uh, it might be so that more introverts are into gaming than extroverts right but we cannot also necessarily say that okay majority of the people who game are introverts because they don't like going out with people because gaming say online uh, gaming platforms are also an area of social interaction it is definitely online so you cannot see each other and it's from the comfort of your home but it is also still some kind of social interaction that you're looking forward to right so then the question becomes what is it that you want like you know how intense do you want your social interactions to be so somewhat might not want to meet someone physically especially during a pandemic say an extrovert might actually get into gaming right when the lockdown was imposed because he wanted to meet more people and hang out with newer people and that is why this extrovert started gaming right might not be the case for an introvert at all he or she or they were introverts all through their lives and just enjoy the limited exposure the limited conversation that they have about gaming and the game that they are playing basically right so again need not necessarily be that hardcore gamers are all introverts they might also actually be very extroverted in nature right okay so there have been a lot of articles and research papers mm-hmm. that say that playing violent video games at a young age results in more aggressive and violent behaviors in real life uh, is there mm-hmm. any psychological mm-hmm. backing to these claims and do you agree with it Mhm. Mhm. That's actually a good question and yes a lot of research has been showing that a lot of research has been showing otherwise as well. So like I said in the very beginning that the data that we have is not sufficient. There is not enough research that has actually been done in this area, right? And it is also quite skewed. So those who want to say go with the perception, right? If a researcher 
goes with the perception that okay i feel that gaming increases aggression right so they've already formed the schema in their mind and they do the research study in that direction only and therefore the results that they get validates their initial thinking so this is actually a thing a policy in psychological thinking you know i actually i'm unable to remember this policy but basically what happens is that what you feel is that because people who are aggressive right also game so then you find out you do research 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 and you find out okay gaming is increasing aggressiveness levels but what is happening with all of these research again as i repeat myself is skewed so it's not completely 100% reliable so a lot of research whilst has been showing that okay yeah you be aggressive game so you turn out to be more aggressive but at the same time there are also researchers that show that you play aggressive games and don't be aggressive at all because say in a very hypothetical situation situation a and situation b in both of these situations two people two very different people are playing the same aggressive game right a turns out to be more aggressive than b one particular reason could be because a is exposed to aggression outside of the gaming environment say a's parents are aggressive say a is being bullied so he goes out and bullies other people or say a is being exposed to abuse in the family b on the other hand plays aggressive games but his parents are calm chilled they are centered right they are expressive so his aggression doesn't come out right so you see how again the context defines the way we experience emotions and gaming also influences that so there have been research that have shown that okay yeah you play more aggressive games you become more aggressive but you also need to understand on whom has this research been done and with what mindset did the people who did this research go into as well right so there needs to be a particular cause to say blame aggression to blame bullying and it's easy to blame something as gaming than actual systemic problems that exist which might be an abusive family or the societal conditions say that they have been drawn and brought up in is not conducive so they just end up being aggressive and that is on the people that the research has been done and the conclusion has been arrived to that gaming makes people aggressive but who are these participants what conditions have been born brought up in right so the example that i gave of a and b can the can be used to understand this basic basic nuance uh, okay lastly before we end this i just uh, is there something that you would uh, tell parents mostly indian parents who you know sort of don't let their children game mm-hmm. because they feel it's a waste of time but they don't understand that for many of them it's like like ravish said like an escapism you know for them to mm-hmm. you know because it it's good for their mental health for most of them so what is something you would tell mm-hmm. these parents that you know to make them understand that they should let their children game mm-hmm. uh, if anything uh, would be yes let them game uh be mindful and cognizant of what games they are playing and converse talk to them about gaming so instead of giving straight orders that don't game gaming is bad etc talk to them have a conversation with them as to why they love gaming right and then also think of gaming as their times of playing cricket and football right so you know having a conversation with them understanding why the child wants to game why they enjoy it would be one suggestion another would be you could also try playing a game yourself you know it's not that bad so being exposed to a parent play say playing a game they might just be more open to the children playing games as well because they understand it what happens with parents especially indian parents is that they get give out orders or they give out these very blatant statements don't do this don't do that because they're afraid 
they are afraid of the unknown and they don't know the gaming space so when you don't know something and you see your child that you're very protective of being exposed to this unknown area for hours on end on an everyday basis what happens is that you end up you know ordering them that creates more rift that creates more distance what you could do on the other hand is actually pause talk to them try to understand this unknown try getting exposed to this have a conversation with your child as to why they are gaming you yourself try to understand you know what games that they are playing this can come a long way into actually having an effective communication between the parent and the child about something an activity such as gaming rather than just ordering and telling them to not do right so basically that is something that i might just suggest yeah wow that was that was such a good episode you know i felt more I, I, very relatable let's say uh, some parts personal attack mm-hmm. hard but it's okay <laughs> we we learned <laughs> i guess but uh, yeah i really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one thank you manish for being with us on this episode and you're welcome you're welcome and, thank you for inviting me and mm-hmm. to everyone who's reached till and has listened thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next episode